0: What's up, guys? It's three-time NFL Pro Bowler All-Decade Return Specialist, Josh Cribbs. I want to welcome you to the College Sports Connection podcast, where AA Alex and AJ host the Mid-American Conference best.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back to the CSC Podcast. We are here at the Ford, or at the Fox Theater, not the Ford Theater. No uh, no presidential stuff happening today. But we are at the Fox Theater here in the Motor City. I'm here joined by head man of the Northern Illinois Huskies, Thomas Hammock. This is our third year doing this. You're not wow. sick of us yet.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not. And I appreciate all the gifts I still would have had from... Uh, yeah? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah? That's, That's good, awesome.
1: Good touch. Hey, you know, we, uh, like I said in the pre-show, we like to try to make it memorable and... Uh, and uh, you know, show our love and appreciation for all you guys do as the coaches in this league. Um, let's dive into it, right? So, last year, not not the season I think we wanted after the MAC championship, uh, three and nine, a lot of injuries. That uh, that seemed to be the tale of Northern Illinois uh, football last year. And even with those injuries, a lot of those losses, five of them were by ten points or less. Mm-hmm. Um, that's actually got to be encouraging. You know, I know there's m- no moral victories in football. But that, to me, that's encouraging if I'm a fan, if I'm a coach. Like, hey, we threw in guys. Like, sure, we didn't get it done. But that's experience. That's, that's opportunities that they got. You know, kind of talk us through that.
0: Yeah, no, we, a lot of guys had a chance to, to get opportunities to play last season. I think it was important uh, for those guys. And then, you know, what you realize is going through spring ball, Um, There were a lot of guys in spring ball that played in actual games, and and normally that's not the case. Normally you're trying to help guys develop and get closer to playing, Um, but what we saw uh, this past spring is um, the depth, um, the quality of depth, uh, where now you have a two-deep where – you know, you got six, seven D linemen that, that's been starters. you got mm-hmm. seven, eight offensive linemen that started games. you got multiple wide receivers. So yep. um, the depth and experience is, is something that I think we can uh, rely on this season if, if there were an injury or two. Hopefully not as many as we had last season, but uh, we, can, we can overcome some of those things.
1: So you're talking about how important that depth is. Um, I mean, you guys, I think, got down to, what, a fourth-string quarterback? A freshman walk-on, if I remember correctly, we right? We did. We did. That's uh, – that's I mean, you know, it's uh, it's particularly – was he the one that had those picks in that Toledo game?
0: No, uh, our backup quarterback actually okay. had the picks, and then he broke his wrist. That's right, uh, yeah. In, in that game. So, you know, the quarterback is, is one that is, a, is an important position in this yeah. league, uh, and if you can keep your quarterback healthy, you're going to have a chance to be successful. And so – we feel like we got some quarterbacks that's got more game reps and more game experience. Sure. Uh, they've been able to pull from those experiences and practice. Yeah. And you've seen the development. Quarterback mm-hmm. is a hard position to play, and it takes time. And I think sometimes you have to go through failures uh, in order to be able to move forward in your career to become the, the type of player you want to become. Sure. I'm um, talking about the quarterback position. You got Rocky Lombardi back. Um,
1: I think this is his seventh year playing college ball, you know, the time at Michigan State, of course, and then the COVID year and then the injuries. How's he looking? How's he feeling?
0: Yeah, you know, I think he really turned the corner about a month ago. Um, You saw him get back to who he is Mm -hmm. as a player, meaning that he can be able to to throw the ball, obviously, as we know, but also have the ability to run. And I think, you know, he's turned the corner from an athletic standpoint uh, where he's comfortable, he's confident. Uh, he's ready to go uh, they said he ran a, a, a pro shuttle this morning and ran four uh, three pro shuttle okay which is which is good for a quarterback yeah and um, <laughs> you know I think he, he he's got that that bouncing step sure um, because he he wanted to obviously have a great year last year and he, right. was, he was on his way uh, and then obviously the injury happened so he wants to go out on top yeah no it's uh and
1: then obviously you guys won the title a couple years ago with Rocky um, at the helm. You know, kind of talk about the excitement in the coach's office. You've got the whole O-line coming back. Not many teams do, you know, especially in this league, in a league where you talk about quarterback being so critical. Offensive line, I think, is just as, if not more, critical, um, especially in the league like the MAC. How excited are you guys to have that whole team, that whole O-line back as well as you're getting your, your star
0: quarterback? Yeah, no, I think, you know, for us, we build our team uh, inside out. and yep. We feel like we're really strong. On the D-line, we feel like we're equally strong on the offensive line. And I think uh, having that strength and and the type of uh, conditions that we play in, uh, a run game Mm -hmm. uh, will travel. And if you can protect your quarterback, you give him time to distribute the ball. Uh, We feel like those guys have great uh, continuity, uh, a lot of experience coming back. Uh, We're going to have a hard time to figure out who are the five starters (laughs) um, because we actually got six guys that that started multiple years in their career. Sure. Um, there's a lot of competition amongst that group. Sure. And, uh, you know, we're talking
1: about, you know, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about um, you've got some great defensive players coming back too, you know, um, particularly talking about a returning starter, Devin Lafayette. How's that linebacker l- room looking? You know, how's his leadership kind of developed being the the returning linebacker, if you yeah, will? Yeah,
0: no, I think, um, I think Devin coming back, obviously he's a couple years removed from the injury against mm-hmm. Georgia Tech, and he's gotten stronger. Yeah. Um, Every every season, and he's a lot stronger than he was uh, last year at this time. So we feel like we got some quality guys that that can go out there and compete at a high level with with Jaden Dolphin being uh, another guy, Mm -hmm. uh, Tyler Jackson being another guy in the linebacker room that that gives us quality depth. Um, But we feel like we got a great D-line in front of them that's going to keep, you know, uh, offensive linemen off of those guys so those guys can run around and make plays. Okay. Um,
1: you know, and then you've got the defensive line as well. You're, you know, Devontae O'Malley, James Esther, uh, Rasheen Thomas. I don't want to butcher that. Um, all guys who have made impactful plays over the last couple of years. Um, now with that with that youth and that experience coming in at linebacker, but still youth. How important is it going to be for the defensive line to really play anchor?
0: No, it, it's going to be uh, extremely important. And for us, during the COVID year, all those guys were true freshmen. And yeah. we, we threw those guys out there and now it's starting to pay dividends because now they've gotten bigger, they've gotten stronger, uh, they have a lot more experience. Um, now they're starting to ask the right type of questions yeah. of, of making themselves an elite uh, football player in this league. So let's uh, let's talk about your, uh, go back to the offense real quick, I
1: know I'm a little bit back and forth here. Uh, Ontario Brown ran for 689, seven scores. Uh, you got Justin Lynch who, you know, everybody knows that name. That's a, a big name in northern Illinois history. Uh, did, is, it, is it true he made the switch from quarterback to running back that's, yes. uh, that happened? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, And that was a decision uh, purely on him. He came okay. to my office and said he wanted to switch and play running back, and he felt like he could be the type of player that we had a couple of years ago in, in Clint Rackovich. Yeah. And so we said, you know, that, that sounds like an excellent idea, and uh, let's make the switch. Man, yeah, that's that's a little bit of a throwback name right there, Clint uh, had,
1: had a great career in northern illinois. Yes, he did. He did. Um and then you got a big transfer from Iowa Gavin Williams joining the roster. How big is that with with c- bringing experience from a power five program? How big is that going to be for the no, team? No, it's
0: good. I mean, from a, a a competition standpoint, from a depth standpoint, uh, you know, we feel like Ontario brown can be as good as he wants to be and it's going to be he's going to have an opportunity to do that. But Gavin also gives us a guy that we feel like we can lean on. He could be uh, you know, 800 to a thousand-yard rusher sure. uh, behind our line, and and we also got another kid, uh, Kendrell Flowers uh, from South Carolina State, who yeah. was a Wake Forest bounce back. Uh, he's come in and done a nice job. Uh, so we feel like in the backfield we got some guys that can carry the load mm-hmm. uh, if need be. Uh, and you know that's why I t- talked to you know our, our team. You know if we able to get in pose- uh, position to, to have a lead, we have a running game that can that can, you know, dwindle the clock a little bit because, as we know, this is a one-possession league, <laughs> and uh, you, you have to be masters at, at winning one-possession games.
1: We had a conversation with Joe Moorhead earlier and, you know, talked about, you know, his team and just – and he mentioned the same thing about it being a – you know, we, we lost a bunch of games by one score, you know. The goal is to flip the script this year and win those games, ideally by more than one score, but to win those games uh, that are one score in such a competitive league with so many talented players – um, but in particular, the West, the West, just for for the last decade and a half, just seems to be top to bottom the the division. Um, you know, I mean, Northern Illinois had their run, Toledo's uh, on a, a nice little run with their with their recent championship, Ball State just a couple of years ago. What's uh with with being in the MAC and particularly in the MAC West? Um, where do you guys think you guys stack up this coming year? Just looking at things, I mean, I saw the the coaches poll I saw you know I saw that but I want to get your opinion where where do you guys really think you're at for this
0: season yeah I think you know the big thing is if we can keep our full roster healthy uh, we feel like you know every week is going to be you know a battle and we feel like we're right in the mix I mean uh, Toledo has a great team um, you know we, we have four interceptions in that game yep. and that. That obviously, you know, skewed the outcome. Sure. Uh, Eastern Michigan, we played well last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Central Michigan plays well. Western, new staff. We'll see how they do and Then Ball State is always a tough, a tough football game. So that um, rivalry
1: for that, that bronze Stock man. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs>
0: um, the big thing about the West is obviously you got to build your team to beat uh, the opponents in your team. Sure. And so we understand what that looks like, and I think that's why the league is so competitive. Cool, uh, coach. Any uh, kind of final words? Any thoughts? Uh, you want to share with the listeners at home on uh, Northern Illinois? Well, you know, obviously this is the talking season, um, but, you know, our focus is, is is putting the work in as a team, and I and, uh, couldn't be more proud of our team, uh, the work they put in, and I think uh, our fans will be uh, extremely excited this season.
1: Awesome. Coach, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. That was Coach Thomas Hammock of the Northern Illinois University Huskies. Looking forward to coming out, uh, hanging out with you guys this year, and uh, good luck this year, Coach. Thank you. Go Huskies. Thank you. All right, everybody, welcome back to the CSC Podcast, all Maction, all the time. We are here at the 2023 Mac Media Day. Alex, the captain, bringing you interviews, pictures, everything from all over the day here. At the Fox Theater in the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. I'm joined today by the head man, Joe Moorhead of Akron Football. Coach, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to be here. Good morning. It's uh, a beautiful venue, right? I mean, this is a it's historic theater, of course, but I mean, just... Just I mean, what a what a great way to kind of welcome football season uh, back to the
2: Motor City. Yeah, it's uh, you mentioned a great venue, uh, awesome to see all the coaches and the, and, and the player representatives, and uh, you know, exciting way to kick off the Max season. So
1: let's uh, let's just dive right in. Um, second year with the program, obviously a lot of a uh, lot of expectations. I think you know, even if not. Externally, I think there's a lot of expectations internally to to really elevate the program this year. You guys had a lot of really close uh, one score losses last year. What, what's the what's the focus this year on how to kind of flip that script to make those one score two score wins this year?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, as you mentioned, we we inherited the, the by any objective measure the, the worst team in Division One football. And they have won three total games in three years, and I think Average score in MAC games in '21 was like 42 to 17, so uh, we certainly um, turned a program that was non-competitive into being competitive. Two wins, and as you mentioned, our five league losses were by one, three, six, six, and seven. Um, and you know, looking to continue the progress to turning those close losses into into wins and and the the big primary focus of our offseason has been finished. We got to that point in the fourth quarter and I think a lot of guys were unaccustomed to the pressure or consequence of making a play when it needed to be made and I said, we're we're, we're focused on finish this offseason.
1: Sure, and uh, I mean, you've got some incredible playmakers coming back uh dj irons is a quarterback you know yeah alex adams the receiver um but but a very notable loss on defense you've got bubba who uh, uh that i mean that's a huge anchor on defense that's, that's going to be missing you know who's who's looked like they could really step into that role this year and i mean it's hard to replace a guy like bubba of course but who looks like they could you know kind of take that next step and bring that leadership to kind of help supplant the defense.
2: Yeah, anytime you have a guy that's you know been in college for ten years <laughs> and, and you know, been an all-league player with a, a tremendously high level of production and leadership and all those things, it's, I don't know that you necessarily replace them. But you you kind of got to do it by committee almost. Mm. And I think at all, all three different levels of the defense, we have guys who have played a lot of football. Um, you know, some new guys who come in via the portal or junior college who have experience at, at the. Uh, you know, at the, at the collegiate level, and uh, we're just gonna have to, you know, find a way to, to replace it.
1: Sure. Um, you, you mentioned the transfer portal. Uh, you guys took a pretty big dive into that this year. It looks like you guys brought in a lot of big transfers, especially guys like Joey Hunter from South Carolina, the former running back at Florida, Lorenzo Lingard, and then uh, Shaman Cooper from Illinois. How is how, how? What are you expecting from them with their leadership? I mean, they, these are guys who all have experience at high-level Division One programs.
2: Yeah, and, 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 as you mentioned, those are guys who have you know, come from Power Five programs and have experience. in a majority of them are winning programs, you know, Taj Bullock from Virginia Tech and, and as you mentioned, just going on down the line with Lorenzo, Drake Anderson, um, you know, you're just going to lean on those guys because you know, they bring in a certain level of, of um, you know, credibility from their experience. Uh, you know, they've done a great job. Uh, kind of integrating with the team in terms of chemistry and, and, and those things that are difficult to uh, get done in a quick fashion, you know, just just because of, of, of the constant flux and uh, turnover on the roster. But, but, I, but I think, um, you know, those guys are going to play a, a huge role in our season
1: let's um, kind of run back to those losses um, you know yeah, I hate, I hate <laughs> do, to talk do we, about it yeah, um, <laughs> hate to talk about them but I mean you know you you specifically mentioned you know the just the 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 low score differential there um, the Kent State one I was I was at that game um, and I, and I was actually at the CMU game so I don't know if it's me that's bringing you bad luck it could be I'll stay away this year um, but uh, so I was at both of those games and the thing that I think a lot of people were, you know, were encouraged by was the fact that this is a team that was competing. Right. It wasn't a team that was just giving up in the first quarter. Right. And, I, and I think we've seen that a lot in the past. What's what's kind of the the focus this year, in, in terms of um, how you guys are preparing for that? What are you guys doing extra this offseason, this uh, this upcoming camp the, in the spring, to to make that fourth
2: quarter not seem like a fourth quarter? Right. Yeah, and it certainly, you know. We don't believe in, in moral victories, no. but to a certain extent, you're looking for any tangible measure of, of progress, uh, you know, that, that's objective rather than subjective and, you know, you find a different way to kind of lose a game there in the fourth quarter. But, but I think the, the critical factors that, that have been our focus this offseason, we're talking about, you know, uh, positive, body, positive body language and great energy, uh, incredible attention to detail, um, the ability to compete. Uh, mental and physical toughness, and then sure. lastly, most importantly, our finish. So those are the five things every single day. We ask our guys to run a checklist, you know, how do we do, you know, addressing these factors and improving on them. And, uh, and I think uh, our guys really, and I, and I know it's cliche, and every coach in the country says it, but, uh, you know, they have really bought into into the culture that, that we're looking still here. Sure. To, to help us be a, a successful program.
1: Well, and I think that you, you talk about the culture being such an important aspect because, you know, there are so many teams that, they're they're so built on their identity right you know um i think i think even a couple of schools here like eastern michigan they do the stack them you yep. know so i think it's really cool when programs uh have like that theme do you guys have a particular theme like or anything i think i've seen one akron uh is that one of the hashtags i've seen a couple of different things i didn't know if you guys had a particular theme the teams kind of rallied around
2: yeah the, the, the one thing that we continue to discuss and we've mentioned a bunch of times is the finish mm-hmm. and then something that we've you know utilized at different places over my career is the 200 the 212 degree theme yeah you know, yeah the, the extra degree where 211 you can you know boil a pot of water but sure. 212 degrees you can power locomotive so all those little small things that maybe you know we, uh, you know we weren't successful in uh, you know executing last year you know that that, that got just a little bit extra to put us over the edge cool um, you, you talked about being on staff in in the pre-show
1: in the pre-interview here. Um, Being on staff at Akron, uh, back when, I mean, there's some monsters of men playing, you know, Luke That you had, was Charlie Fry playing when you were there? The first year, yeah. The first year, okay. So um, what's it like now being back as as the head man versus, you know, an assistant on the staff? Or, you know, what's, what's that
2: difference in... What's the same? Yeah, I mean, you go back to Charlie Fry, Luke Getzey, Dominic Hickson, Chase Blackburn, uh, Dennis Cal- I mean, we had, we had a bunch of really good players. Some great uh, talent. Sean, Sean Lemon, and uh, yeah. and I, I don't think that Coach Brookhart receives the uh, kind of uh, respect that he deserves for the job that he did here during, during his time leading Akron to its only uh, conference championship. But, uh, you know, as an assistant, you're, you know, your responsibility is coaching your, coaching your position. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a coordinator, coordinate the offense, recruit your area, and you're responsible for only a small group of kids. And then you, know, you become the head coach, and then you're responsible for, <laughs> for everybody. So, a few say, more people, yeah, right? <laughs> they say the wind blows hardest at the top.
1: That's uh, no, and that's cool. You know, so what's uh, have you talked to any of those guys about coming back, talking to the team, doing anything like that?
2: Yeah, we've had a good number of guys uh, come back, you know, talk aloof, or I should say, we say talk these days, probably more text texting, that, right? You know, <laughs> coordinate with the Bears and, you know, Don McKixon's a guy I keep in touch with. But, but those guys from that area, that 04 to 08 area during my time there, um, you know, a bunch of guys came back from the spring game, but just really excited about somebody who's demonstrated a high level of success. Uh, as a collegiate coach who made a conscious decision to sure. to, to help build this program, so sure. I think that's what they're most fired up about. Um,
1: yeah, one take or one one thing that you're that you're looking forward to for this season. You know, you guys got a got a pretty decent non conference schedule this year. Really looking forward to seeing some of those games. Um, do you have a team on there that you guys kind of are really excited to play in
2: that non conference? Well, could have been more difficult than, <laughs> than last year. Michigan State, Tennessee. Liberty, so that was a, that was a nice uh, welcoming to the you know, welcome back, yeah, right? <laughs> well, a nice welcome back there. But, but yeah, I, I think I mean, you know, you're always most excited about the first one. Sure. And certainly, Temple is going to be a challenging game, and you know, I've had an opportunity to play them over the years at different schools and know that that's, that's a, in, at Temple yeah, this year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Neat, neat venue, and coach has done a very good job. They were playing their best ball at the end of the year, so I think of the four, I would say that one because it's the next one and. You know, our first opportunities as a team for the twenty three season to be together after all the you know the work we've done in the off season and in the fall camp to, to uh, put our product on the field. That's awesome. Well coach, um
1: thank you so much. You know, I'm I'm really looking forward to coming out, um, watching you guys play at Infocision this year. It's uh it's gonna be a good year. We're looking forward to it. Thanks so much for taking the awesome. time today. Appreciate you having me Thank
2: you very much.